Hi, everyone. My name is Kathleen Smith, and I'm so happy that you're tuning in for another episode on My Life Coach Needs a Therapist. If you enjoyed the podcast so far, I'd be extremely grateful if you subscribed and left a review afterwards. On today's episode of Married and Divorce Before I Turned 30, I want to talk to you guys around my marriage and going through a divorce and the fear of being judged and how I got through that. So I met my ex-husband at college in South Florida. We met in a class together, and I remember him walking in. He was a little skinny, but he dressed well, and he had an English accent. My college was one of the top universities in the U.S. for international students. So for those of you listening thinking, oh my gosh, he had an English accent, it wasn't that exciting because so many students at school had accents. And I remember one day after class, he messaged me on AIM, which is AOL Instant Messenger, for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about. And he asked me to come over to his dorm room to work on a project. And I was so nervous. I didn't know what to wear to his dorm room. I wanted to look pretty, but not try, be comfy, but cute. So I wore what any college athlete would wear, my softball track suit. (laughs) Now, before you get all excited about what happened that night... I was dating someone, and so was he. I never saw him as something more than a friend because, yes, he was super cute with an accent and a great athlete, but he was so full of himself. He was your typical flirty playboy. Nothing ever happened that night. We just became good friends. We got along really well. He was extremely funny, like most English guys are, and we had a lot of fun memories together. I would even let him borrow my car when his girlfriend would come into town so he could take her on dates and do cute things with her. After we graduated, we always stayed in touch here and there, and he moved to Mississippi for his job, and I was in a long-term relationship, and so was he. And we would see each other when he would come into town, and we'd catch up here and there. And I knew there was always some sort of attraction for both of us, but we were always with other people, and we never let it pass a point of friendship. Not long after we graduated, his dad passed away. And I remember wanting to reach out, but also wanting to give him space. Up until this point in my life, I had lost a best friend and my stepsister, and I knew no matter what I said, it wouldn't make a difference. But I just wanted to let him know that I was there if he wanted to talk. We slowly started to talk a little more and more after that, and our connection got stronger from afar. My mom was then going through rehab, and a lot was just going on for the both of us. There became a point where I remember him saying, it's been more than five years, we've always been with someone else, the timing hasn't been right, but we'll never know if we don't try. Come visit me. In Mississippi. What the heck is even there? I remember contemplating this and thinking, okay, maybe I can have one of my best friends go with me as like a vacation and I'll just see him while I'm there. I was clearly nervous, and my friend was like, I am not going to Mississippi on vacation. You need to go. So he bought me a plane ticket and basically said, I hope you come. And I remember saying to my mom, what do I do when I get off the plane and I see him? Do we kiss? Hug? Remember, I had never kissed him before, and I was traveling to Mississippi to stay with him. My mom was like, you will know what to do when you get there. Great. So I remember looking up travel outfits on Pinterest because, remember, he dressed really well, and this was going to be the first time he saw me in a long time. And I remember exactly what I wore. Orange jeans, 
no idea what I was thinking, but they were like a rust orange, okay? And a white t-shirt with like this cool tan scarf. And I walk out of the doors of the airport and the timing was out of a movie. He was pulling up as I was walking out and he came around the car and he put both hands on either side of my face and he said, hello, darling, and he kissed me. And from that moment on, we picked up where we left off. We had to drive three hours from the airport, and during the car ride, it was as if we didn't miss a beat. He showed me around Mississippi, which wasn't much, took me to the Memphis Zoo because he knew how much I loved animals, and all around planned a very cute trip. And after only a few days on the car ride back to the airport, I remember him asking me what we were. He was like, look... I really don't want to do long distance, but if this is something you want, I will. And if so, can we commit to working towards being in the same place one day? Girls, I know what you're thinking. Why did this relationship end? Men are not like that these days. I know. I know. Trust me. I'm single. I know what men are like these days. So after a few short days together, but years of being friends, we committed to one another. We were both in successful and happy jobs. We worked hard. We had our own hobbies and friends, but we flew to see each other quite frequently. And I remember he would always send me flowers before a visit just to say, can't wait to see you or something like that. But long distance is tough. And in early 2013, my father figure passed away. And although it was another hard loss in my life, it only grew our relationship because we had both just gone through the same thing, not too far apart. He then got an opportunity to take a new job in Alabama, and the job I worked for was all over the world, so I could transfer if I wanted to, and he asked if I would move. You remember that original conversation we had in the car in Memphis? Yeah, he was holding me to that. And I was one of those women at the time who said, I would never move for a man, blah, blah, blah. But the long distance was taking a toll on us, and I knew if I wanted this to work, I had to take a leap. I had opportunities to grow up my job at the time, but I told myself I'd rather have love and just trust in my career if it's meant to be than to turn this opportunity down with him and only be a career-driven woman. I wanted both. So I applied for a job at an animal hospital and was going to be taking a huge pay cut. I had flown in for the interview. I got the job. We decided on an apartment in the city. And a couple of weeks before, I got a call from the location of my current job in Birmingham that someone was leaving and that the position I was currently in, there was an open role and it was available for me. So, of course, I took it. I called the apartment, cancel our paperwork. Then I called my boyfriend to tell him the great news. Side note, my job was going to be in Birmingham, and his was in Huntsville. Uh, Those cities are two hours apart. And there's one city in the middle, which was called Coleman. Now, if you're from Alabama, you know about this city. But if you're not, let me paint you a picture. The address was something like 265 County Road 293 down a dirt road with a Walmart 45 minutes into town, and that's about it. However, there was a beautiful lake in Coleman called Smith Lake. Hello, Kathleen Smith living on Smith Lake? This was a sign! We rented a house on a lake that was absolutely beautiful, like something from a magazine. It was this massive log cabin with a glass front overlooking the lake. So I packed up, I said bye to all my friends, and I drove from Florida to Alabama. Our move was the move from hell. 
Let's just say our first night living together in this beautiful cabin on the lake was not what you would imagine. The day after we moved was his birthday, and we head to a bar thinking, finally, we're just going to relax, we're going to have some drinks, and actually celebrate this move. So we sit down, we order our drinks, and that's when we find out that Coleman is a dry county. So no alcohol. We were really being tested. I can't make this shit up, folks. So we start our journey of going from long distance to immediately living together, starting new jobs in a new place where we knew no one, commuting hours to work every day. You see where I'm going with this? Our life in Coleman had its ups and downs. I would have to be at work very early a lot of days in between going to work and coming home. I never saw the daylight. My boyfriend's job had him travel a lot during season. So in the beginning, there would be many nights and weekends I would spend alone in Coleman. So what's a girl to do? I bought a canoe and I enjoyed lake life with our dogs. We soon made friends with one of our neighbors who had two sons around the age of 10 and 15. Yep, these were our friends. And they would take us out on their boat and we would cliff jump and do all that fun stuff. And lake life had its perks, but I knew it wouldn't last for long. You learn a lot about someone when you live with them. And when you don't know anyone else and you only have each other, your relationship is really tested and we weren't passing our tests. I think we had different ideas of what this relationship would look like and what the commitment of moving in together in a brand new state looked like. And no one teaches you how important communication is when you're in your 20s. He had friends in some close cities, and so when he wanted time away, it was easy for him and he would go, and I would stay with the dogs. And when he had games, I would get up at 5 a.m. to work the early shift, drive an hour home after work, grab the dogs, drive another hour to support him, then drive another hour back home. And after a while, resentment started to build, and I got very lonely. My first Christmas there, I spent alone because I worked retail and I couldn't travel during that time, and he wanted to go somewhere. So that gives you an idea of what kind of place we were at in our relationship in Coleman. We had our issues that seemed to only be getting worse. I could have easily picked up everything and moved back to Florida. I thought about it many times. Hey, I gave it a chance. It wasn't working. I wasn't happy there. I cried a lot. I missed my friends. I felt more lonely there than I did living alone in Florida. I think people always mistake loneliness with being alone. Being alone doesn't mean that you're lonely. In fact, I've lived alone for years now, and yes, there's definitely times I feel lonely, but for the most part, I don't. The feeling of loneliness is when you feel sad or anxious or even depressed. You can be around people and still feel lonely. But to be alone simply means to be without company. Solitary, which a lot of people enjoy. But I ended up staying. We ended up going to couples counseling because we both wanted this to work. Because we had a lot of good times. Isn't it ironic that when you're in a relationship that has really high highs but really low lows, when we're hurting, our brain automatically will remember the good and it continues to remind us of those times. And then we think that the good outweighs the bad and we just slide the bad under the rug. But when traumatic things happen in our life, the brain splits it up into small fragments and stores them separately because it's easier that way. The small pieces are divided up with what you felt, 
heard or said. And that's why sometimes when you hear just a sound or a word, it can bring you back to a negative place. But with a good memory, the whole memory is stored because it's not traumatic, so it doesn't need to be divided up. So then it's easier to remember the good things because it's one whole and complete memory with all the feelings and visuals and sensations. In 2014, I end up putting in a proposal at my job to open a location in Huntsville so we could finally work and live in the same city. And it got approved. Before we knew it, the lake life was in our past. And I sold my canoe. We decided to build an amazing home in Huntsville, and now we weren't commuting. We were supporting each other more. We were meeting friends because we lived and worked in the same city. We were going out for dinner and drinks. We were traveling the world, fostering dogs, succeeding in our careers. Life was good. We were even that couple that would get each other the same cards on holidays. In 2015, we traveled to Turkey with his mom where he proposed and surprised me by flying my mom and grandpa out to Turkey to be a part of this amazing moment. And we had a great week with our families and we were on cloud nine for a while. Towards the end of the year, there was a job opening for my fiancé back here in South Florida, and I wanted to get back here, and so did he. I don't think Alabama was going to be our forever home. So he applied for a job that was a bit of a long shot just because of how many applicants there were, and, and he had the experience, but a lot of the applicants had more. I remember when he flew in for his final interview, he had been narrowed down to a few out of hundreds And one night in early January, we get a call, and I remember just sitting there knowing what was happening and trying to hold my excitement in. As soon as he hung up, we started jumping and screaming, and we ran through the neighborhood to tell our neighbors that he got the job. He had to move quickly, and the process started. As you know, my fiancé was English, and when he got this job, they were worried about his visa not being approved. Since we had been engaged for a while now, and our wedding was already planned for the following year, one afternoon, we meet for lunch. We're sitting at a bar, and we said, it would just make everything easier if we just got married now. We're walking through the downtown area, and there was this rock wall with a waterfall at the bottom of these steep stairs, so we're like, that's going to be the place. We got our marriage license at the courthouse, our neighbor got ordained online, our parents and a few close friends FaceTimed in. We didn't really want everyone to know, because we wanted our actual wedding to be very special. We were having a destination wedding. We didn't want people to not come to this celebration now, because we were already technically married. So we married, and literally the next day, he left for his new job. What seemed to be everything we wanted started to become the exact opposite. I stayed in Alabama trying to sell our house, working a full-time job, trying to get a job in South Florida, fostering a dog on top of the two dogs we already had, and we were back to long distance and getting pulled apart slowly but surely. I finally got a job with my company over a month later and moved back to South Florida. We hadn't sold our house yet, so we're paying mortgage and rent, and decided we would have my husband's assistant live with us to help cut our rent costs. So now, we were both in more successful roles at work and blooming in our careers. I was back with friends, and I had hobbies, and so did he. And after many years of just us, life was really different now. Our relationship was growing apart, and our previous issues were coming back to the surface. There was one night where it was the last straw in the relationship. I mean, we had a house together. We lived together, shared cars and bills, dogs, shared friends and family. And that was a lot to think about leaving. 
How many people stay in a marriage that they are unhappy in just because it's easier, so they think? At first, I decided I just wanted to separate and figure things out. I felt the separation would provide us with more clarity outside of what had become a toxic situation. He thought the exact opposite. He didn't want to separate because he thought it would be the end of everything. And he was right. Eventually, we ended up filing for a divorce. And one of my brothers once said to me, in the midst of a fight I was having with my ex-husband, he said, Kathleen, people deep down to their core of who they are, that doesn't really change. Relationships and marriage is hard. You have to decide what you're willing to put up with. What are your non-negotiables? Everything else you have to work through. I ended up getting really clear on my non-negotiables, and some of them were present in our relationship, but I was hopeful that they would change. I don't know if they would have ever changed, but I do know in the years we were together, they didn't. After our divorce, I went through a really bad phase in my life for a while. I was drinking a lot. I was going out every night, doing everything and anything to avoid facing my reality. I was so embarrassed to tell anyone the truth about my past. There was a time I was trying to convince myself that just because we didn't have our planned wedding and I never got to wear my wedding dress down the aisle, that it was as if it wasn't real. I felt like such a failure. I invested so much time into this. I worked so much at this and I failed. We failed. And the worst part, so many of my friends and family didn't even know we had gotten married because we wanted it to be a secret. We wanted the destination wedding to be the real thing. And then all I would hear from my friends and family, they would say, at least you guys didn't get married. And that just made it so much worse because I was like, yeah, um, about that. I thought once I told people they would judge me. I thought my family would be mad and forget about dating. I thought no man is going to want to date someone who has been divorced at such a young age. And that traumatic thing that your brain does was really haunting me. I was constantly reminded of all the great times, struggling to remember the bad. I remember we met one day to go through a storage unit, and we stayed and talked for so long, laughing and catching up, and I called my mom after crying. When would I ever feel better about this? Even the day we went to the courthouse for our final hearing to process our divorce, we rode together, we laughed, and we cried. I even saw his new girlfriend that day. We had such a long history that it would never go away. But when would the feeling of sadness and failure go away from me? I thought he was my person, my person for life. I never saw anyone else in my future. But my heart had been cut so many times. I wasn't the same woman. She was long gone a while ago, and I didn't have the same love to give that I once did. I'm super grateful that the job I had at the time was very focused on personal development. So I was surrounded by the right people all the time. They challenged me. They made me work through my emotions instead of run from them and hide. I remember one day I had a call with my boss and she said, what'd you do last night? And I said, I took a bath, drank wine, listened to 80s love songs, and I cried. She was like, you have been doing that for months. No more baths listening to 80s love songs. And so I stopped listening to the 80s love songs, and I started to slowly find myself again. I got a roommate who helped me through that first year tremendously. We would laugh and cry, and when I was having a moment, she would let me let it all out, and we would talk through it. 
And I ended up singing those 80s love songs at the top of my lungs dancing around the apartment, but this time I wasn't crying. The word divorce slowly stopped haunting me. It wasn't a secret in my life anymore, and it didn't mean I was a failure. Instead, it meant I went through something that taught me a hell of a lot about myself. And I grew as a person. After we got divorced, it was like a domino effect on our friends. One was engaged and called their wedding off. Another got divorced all within the same year. And I remember my ex-husband sending me a long text basically saying, I'm sorry things didn't work out, but I'm so glad with the way we handled it. We were great friends before we were anything else. And going through the divorce was hard on both of us, but we remained civil. A turning point for me was when I finally took responsibility for my marriage and divorce. Because for so long, I pointed the finger at him. And guess what? It never helped me heal and move on. It wasn't until I realized that there's two people in a marriage, and I was not perfect. I was just as much to blame. When I was able to forgive myself, then I was able to forgive him too. But it starts with you. If you're someone who's listening and has maybe been cheated on or maybe you were physically or verbally abused or whatever else that might have happened in your relationship that's left you angry and pointing your finger at the other person and you're sitting here listening to me thinking, how am I supposed to take responsibility for that? Well, first off, you chose that person. And whatever was happening leading up to that point or if you allowed it more than once and you stayed... Or maybe you did the same, but in a different way. Who knows? But in every single situation that you are a part of, you have to be able to look at yourself and take responsibility first. I don't think either one of us would go back and change anything if we could. We became adults together. We went through a lot together. And unfortunately, our marriage didn't last. But we didn't fail because we tried and we worked at it. And we gave it many chances. No one gets married thinking or wanting to get a divorce. At least I hope not. But I know our divorce only prepared us better for our next relationship or our next and hopefully last marriage. He's been in a relationship for a long time now. And I used to be angry thinking she got the better version of him. It's like I invested all this time and so did he for him to work on himself because of our divorce. And then he becomes this good man for the next person. How many of you are like, why, why do they get the better man? I had to go through all this stuff. But when I was finally happy with myself again and I found forgiveness, I was happy for him. None of that mattered anymore. So if you're struggling with a divorce, or even just the word, I get it. But the work starts with you. And if I leave you with anything, I want to leave you with this. You've got to get real with yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and take responsibility. Forgive and love yourself again. And everything else will follow.